Hello and welcome to another episode of the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and lately I have been replaying Stardew Valley because Concerned Ape the developer said he was going to launch a whole bunch of new content this year. So uh, I'm playing it and I'm finally on Ginger Island for the first time actually and I'm currently making a farm of pineapples. This chat features animator and story artist Austin Pettit, who shares his journey of moving to LA in search of animated TV work, and then how he ended up animating and storyboarding for YouTube giants instead. Over the years, his work has been seen by millions on channels like Game Grumps, No XP, Cass Vanderpool, and Ginger Pale. And in our chat, he shares how he got into the YouTube animation industry and how you can too if you're interested in pursuing that. But first, this episode is in part sponsored by Mount MoGraph. You can learn more about their software at mtmo.co or check out the description in this chat. For over 10 years, Mount MoGraph has powered up animators and motion designers with industry-leading plugins and software. They offer an unrivaled lifetime license that will leave you speechless. With constant updates and next-generation tools to improve your workflow, like Boombox, their all-in-one sound design toolkit of over 14,000 commercial-grade sound effects. Or Wander, their ultimate media collection engine, or the legendary Motion 4, known as the most helpful extension for motion designers in Adobe After Effects, a tour de force of tools and controls for professional animators, brands, studios, and creators since 2013. You can use my special code AIP at checkout for 20% off your lifetime license. And all of this info is in the description of this chat, so please go check them out. And now without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, Austin. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, we were just chatting and somehow I've been following you on Instagram before I even started my animation journey and like went to animation school and what. so like, wow, uh, I don't know why it took me this long. <laughs> yeah, it's like six, six, seven years ago. It's That's crazy. Nice. I don't know. But anyways, here we are. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having I mean, me on. Of course. Yeah. I don't I don't know why I didn't ask you to be on sooner. But anyways, I've been following your work for a long time. Uh, I really like what you do. And you just Thank told you. me you moved to L.A., um so tell me so like in my mind so as a canadian who lives in toronto and i've i have never been to la i've been to california san san diego but not okay but not la but like in my mind la is like where it's at if you want to uh uh become a creative you know uh uh, uh an actor an actress a lot of a lot of weird animator a writer but yeah. at the same time, is everybody, I feel like everybody's working in the same coffee shop. Like you go into a coffee shop and there's 500 actors and wannabe animators working there. And um, uh, they're all living in the same apartment because rent is insane. And every once in a while, the industry like picks somebody up and makes them cool. So I don't know. Tell me, because it, it sounds like. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to make my dreams come true. But at the same time, like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, compete with everybody. Like, tell me tell me why you decided to move to L.A. Yeah. So it's funny you say they all live together because me and uh, I moved out here with my girlfriend and then two other roommates that we we all met in animation school. Uh, and we all moved out at the same time to to find jobs out here. Um, but I I know it's like notoriously competitive but everyone i met out here has been like so like supportive like everyone wants to help uh at least if you're nice they want to help you out and uh and set you up as as much as they can 
Um, and that's kind of what I've been trying to do with my my roommates too. Like if we ever find work, uh, we want to try to like squeeze the rest of us into that too. Yeah, it makes sense. So wait, wait, if you find work, like, <clears throat> so you get a storyboarding job and they need somebody else. You're like, hey, my roommate, here you go. Or you get a storyboard job and you're like, can we, can you like help me out on this and I'll pay you? Uh, Yeah, kind of. We, uh, when we first moved out here, we went to CTN. Yeah, I forget what that stands for, but it's some like animation expo. Uh, and I met with a recruiter at Nickelodeon and my roommate was with me at the time. And I was like, you want to go in with me and we can both talk to these people. And um, that kind of like directly led to an animation job for my my roommate at, at Nickelodeon. Oh, nice. um, I didn't get anything from it, but it was still That's like cool nice. to like help each other out and then like find something for, for one of us. Um, yeah. How is uh, it stands for a creative talent network? I had to look that up because I've never actually I know it as CTN. I've never actually uh, figured out what it stands for. OK, so recruiter at Nickelodeon is the lineup just like massively long, like <laughs> because yeah, there's many events here in Toronto and like you have to pre-register even though it's free, like they shut the doors, like people can't even get in like uh, like because it's so busy. Yeah, you usually have to sign up ahead of time online and then there's like a standby line. And I think that's where you get stuck waiting for like hours and hours. Like you, you spend 80 bucks to get in and then stand in a line all day. Um, that's CTN. It was kind of like Lightbox is usually more busy like that. Um, but CTN that year, I guess it was 2022. It was kind of dead. And um, that's why my roommate was able to go in with me because they weren't like as busy as usual. <clears throat> I guess because they, I think that's when they were doing like this hybrid online thing as well because of COVID probably. Maybe that's why. I think but, they were. Yeah, because I think I actually attended like online that year or something now that I think about it. Um, so what was the decision to move to LA originally? Like you're, you were in animation school. Uh, yeah. In New that's Jersey? I grew up in Jersey. I went to University of the Arts in Philadelphia, um, and I lived there for like two and a half or three years. For university, <laughs> University of the Arts. Yeah. Um, okay. What was I saying? So you went. Sorry, I interrupted you. You <laughs> went to the University of the Arts, and then you decided we have to move to LA. Oh, so during COVID, like all like remote work, like skyrocketed, especially in animation. Like everyone yeah. had like these budgets to just invest and animation um so i was getting like consistent freelance work at the time just like saving all my money um and then i worked for tip mouse for a couple months and now i think was that was the point where i was like i can just keep doing this out in la and work in person find like more jobs out there it just like it, it felt like the natural uh. step for me uh and in art school everyone kind of like tells you that's the next step like you have to move out to la to to work in cartoons I kind of have the opposite. Like I've been able to work from home for um, basically since I graduate. Well, I didn't graduate, <laughs> dropped out of art school, animation school. And like my mind is like, I could just work from home forever based on like the contracts I've been getting without like, yeah. like move. I mean, I also live in Toronto. So like sometimes I go to studios or whatever. But so like, why wasn't your mind like, wow, I can work from home and save all this money and get all these jobs. Instead, it was like, I want to go to be where everybody else is in person it was i thought about it because i had um 
other professors in Philadelphia that like did exactly that. They just did freelance in their their spare time and made a, a solid living off of it. Um, but I think I just I had like friends out here, like mutuals that I'd met online. Okay. Um, and there's a lot more appeal to like a, a studio environment for me, especially like TV studios, which is something I've always uh, wanted to do. But uh, I think last year, all of last year, all my stuff was freelance. And for a minute, I was like, why am I even out here paying say. all this money to live in L.A.? And like I could be doing this anywhere. Um. But yeah, I guess it's just the opportunity of like specifically the studio stuff and like the unions, yeah. which uh, I think New York has some unions now for like Tip Mouse. Um, but yeah, I, I think the unions actually are like the biggest appeal for being out here. That makes sense. <clears throat> and like, I, I mean, I keep seeing news about like offices shut down, like the one of the original Cartoon Network offices is like yeah. gone now. I saw they were I saw they were putting the the sign letters on uh on eBay? eBay or Craigslist or something. That's crazy. <laughs> I, they, they were cheap. They were only like 300 bucks to get a letter. You have to pay for shipping. I don't know how much that's going to be to get this huge letter in the mail. But I was like, should I buy one? Yeah. And I don't know how big they are. Like you see them on the side of the building and it's like hard to like picture them up close. They're like 10 but, feet um, yeah. like, Well, I don't know what to do with this now. But like, uh, do you have, um, is there like talk about like, uh, like, less in-person work there now that you're there or there's still like cons considerable office jobs from what i've seen most studios want you in person when you can like once or twice a week is ideal yeah um, but a lot of people that i know just still work from home um me personally i would try to go in just to like meet people in a yeah I don't know. Like we in school, we had like such like a collaborative environment, and it was like so much fun to make things with people. Um, and it's kind of hard to get that doing stuff online, especially if you're like a one man like team doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that is something uh, I miss a lot. Like every once in a while, I go into a stop motion studio and like work with people, uh, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just so nice to like be with other people and like go to lunch together and like exactly if you want to chat with or like have a question you don't have to like book a zoom meeting yeah. and get a tie like you could just or like ping them you could just be like yell <laughs> yeah i do miss that okay so um how i want to know like okay so you so you moved to la and you've done a lot of freelance and um what was your original goal like because when i look at your resume of work you've done a lot of like youtube YouTube animation, which is mm. really interesting to me versus like TV or like movie stuff. Like what was the original, like, I know you're in storyboarding and animation, but like, what was your original thing you wanted to get into? I, so first it was comics, um, partially because of Adventure Time. Like a lot of the crew was hired through like comics and like just posting mm. on the internet. And for a while, like I had no plans to go to college or anything. I was just thinking like all... I'll make web comics and then get discovered through that. Or I'll start doing like, there's like YouTube animations of my own and then get found and then transition into like TV stuff. Um, I also just like a lot of like YouTube animators. I think they have like a certain, um, what is it? Like, I don't want to say like bite, bite sounds too edgy, but there, there's something about them that you don't really get from like TV animation. That's like, so oh, thousand like fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's no censorship well there is youtube censorship but like you can't like you can do so much 
uh more is is the word with youtube animation than you can with tv animation like yeah you can be crass you can just tell a story however you want the animation quality can be whatever you want as long as you can experiment so much more too yeah totally i i kind of wish that's like something that i'm trying to figure out how to like because i pitch i pitch like tv show ideas to like studios a lot and it's something that i try i'm like trying to figure out how to merge because like tv animation is so formulaic and structured and established mm. that's hard to like break out of versus like youtube animation like you could i don't know your character could be like a stick figure in one scene and then extremely highly rendered i guess spongebob kind of does that in the next scene and then like whatever i don't know it's it's like in my in in like my thoughts like kids or like adults are watching on all platforms so like why why like limit tv animation to like this specific mm, formula of animation and storytelling when somebody mm. can just go and watch youtube one second later and it's like a different thing i don't know and it, it it kind of felt like we were breaking away from that with uh like streaming services like netflix was getting so like crazy with all their early uh animations <laughs> was are they still <laughs> not that i well there's some cool stuff coming out still but they they gutted like everything yeah like, that. like when they came out with centaur world and like kitty orc and kitty and like all this like yeah all, like, yeah all these uh do whatever you want creator shows i guess if that makes sense mm. yeah yeah dang it what happened <laughs> it uh it sounds like things are starting to pick up again now uh i'm not sure how like creative they're gonna be i don't think they're ever gonna go back to that kind of like we're the cool free studio you can do whatever you want here um but it, it seems like they are trying to get more animated stuff out now yeah from what I, i've heard i feel like it's picking up as well i feel like we've gone through a lull and i feel like i feel like everything is picking up uh slowly but mm. early hopefully um okay so like <clears throat> tell me about uh how how do you get hired to work as like a youtube storyboard artist and animator like are these are, are there like job postings normally like i don't know on like indeed or linkedin or whatever like there are for like if titmouse was hiring or you just email somebody like gene and say like hey i like your stuff and you're i mean popular online can you read my message that i'd like to work for you it um i i think i tried to work for game grumps for two years i was like emailing and like applying they had like a form to fill out uh, for animators and i just like kept doing that like every couple months oh wow because um, i was like a huge fan and like yeah. late high school and stuff um and then eventually i think i had a friend that i met in college that might have put in a good word for me because like right when i graduated they're like hey work with us and i was like hmm. okay um so i guess part of it is like the consistency just like kind of like harassing uh, these studios like trying to work with them um but a lot of stuff i just saw posted on twitter huh. and then i would comment and then someone like i i knew personally would respond and be like hire this guy really and that that's how i got into jelly box um because i'd never talked to gene before and he Wait, almost immediately like following them on their social handles well it, it was a mutual friend I don't, I don't know if i can say it was sean glaze <laughs> Okay, whatever. Sean Sean vouched for me because I had worked with him at Tibmouse uh, a couple years ago. Um, 
so so gene made the post looking for animators for his series no xp um so i commented with my portfolio and then sean yeah. said i vouch for this guy nice and then gene messaged me and it, i was on like that was amazing yeah but i mean like these like i guess i'm i guess i'm just like asking overall like how do you get consistent work in like youtube uh animation and storyboarding because like one you applied to on their website another one you just kind of saw a tweet and responded like is it is it just kind of like that like if i want to get into like if i want to animate for like my favorite youtuber or like make a career in like youtube freelance like where's mm. where would i start do i just start following all these people and try to get in the harassment of them <laughs> yeah definitely uh definitely follow them on things because the cast cast bandipole yeah was the same situation he tweeted i commented I think I also sent an email to like follow up and uh, I ended up working with him the same way. But I think you just got to like shoot your shot. Like a lot of it is luck, um, but also a lot of it is like having that like sensibility. Like um, I think I got in with Cass and with Gene's thing um, because I had like a, a similar like style. Yeah. Um, so that's something to keep in mind, too. Um, but like, OK, so like Cass, Cass's style is I would say very different than jeans. <laughs> yeah. Like visually. even just the movement and stuff like, uh, uh, like did, did you have to do a test? Like, or are they just like, here's some, here's a shot. Give it to me by the end of the week. Uh, Jean, I did test for Gene stuff. Um, but with that studio, I'm mostly like exclusively animating. Yeah. So maybe he saw like the kind of like motion in my like personal animations and was like that that clicks with the stuff I'm trying to do right now. Um, yeah, I'm definitely more closer to to cast in terms of like art style, but uh, I don't. know, Gene's got like an eye for certain things, and he he's kind of ominous about it sometimes. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Okay. I I think in general, just reaching out to these people. And like taking a chance because the worst they can do is like ignore you or, or say right. no um is kind of how i get a lot of my work do you have any idea about how big the team like because you worked on a bunch of youtube stuff like when you when you join a team is it like because you've also worked at tim mouse etc hmm. uh what like i'm just curious about the difference in like pipeline for instance like for instance like gene i guess it sounds like you were working directly with him uh which like makes sense. But mm. when you're working at Titmouse, it's not like you're working with the CEO of Titmouse. You're working with like a, a supervisor or a director and blah, 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 blah. And there's a whole team and the revisions and blah, et cetera. Like what is like, just walk me through the pipeline a little bit more. I, you don't have to like get specifics about like one person. They're just like generic would be fine. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty similar. There's usually the 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 head honcho with at least like the YouTube stuff because you're, you just work like more personally. Yeah. Uh, with these creators uh tip mouse i always reported to uh what's it called a, a, a production coordinator yeah 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 who would then report to the director of the project um but also the director would like message me for like specifics and stuff or like i need this by the end of the day uh depending on what it was um and then youtube stuff it, it's broken down similarly like it, it's always like a, a well-oiled machine for the most part mm -hmm. Uh, we got like the board artists, the animators, um, and then usually the creator acts as the director. Um, Cast usually does all his own character designs, um, so he'll like take your boards, see the things you drew, and then make 
characters according to your boards, which is pretty cool to see. I love seeing my drawings like done up and his style. Um, so yeah, and then it's, it's like a much smaller team, obviously. Then it's like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Cass has all like a lot of like almost like a, his own studio. It's kind of crazy. Um, but the the Jelly Box crew, it is growing, but we're we're a little more uh, smaller. Yeah. Interesting. How what is the what is the um, what is the uh, <laughs> I can't think of the word. What is the timeline for getting stuff done? Uh, like the turnover of like a shot and stuff, because like <clears throat> YouTube, the the way you make money, I guess, is like having consistent content out a, a lot of consistent content out versus like a television animation studio. It's like you work on something for like six months. And then it comes out all at once, I guess. So like, is there, uh, like in my opinion or in my mind, maybe YouTube is like much of a harder grind to like really push out stuff. Is that true? I think it really depends on how you manage it. Because um, for the most part, these these studios have, uh, not studios, uh, the YouTubers have like a bunch of stuff going at once, like multiple projects. Um it's 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 nuts how much cast puts out yeah. but seeing it like behind the scenes you see like all these things going at once and like everyone's just like it's like an assembly line of different cartoons it, it's it's awesome um and uh with with no xp we usually operate on like two weeks basis like we try to get each step done within like two weeks so like layout will have two weeks uh and then animation will have two weeks um and we've been doing that since we like we did you see the the Kickstarter and all that for no XP? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a Kickstarter to do, I forget how many episodes it was, but it, we got funded, and now we've been just going to work all these episodes. Um, and now we have like a pretty good buffer going. Like we're we're ahead of the curve on these episodes, so now we have a little more like uh, room to to take our time. Nice. But um, nice. yeah. Oh, I did. I have. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, okay, so like, interesting. Um, so you also mentioned you want to work in the office more, but you've been working freelance mostly for YouTube animators for the last year. Like, do you see this? Like, can you make a full career in YouTube animation? Or is it like, we need somebody for the next five videos and then who knows? if the views keep coming, we'll hire you back. If they don't, we'll downsize. Like, I think um, it, it's definitely doable. A lot of the people I work with double dip on projects. Um, like I work with people who do stuff for like cash and they do stuff for uh, like has been hotel, hell of a boss kind of stuff. Um, so I think if you can like get the, the consistency of amongst like different YouTubers, yeah. Yeah. Um I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. But I guess like how like how sustainable do you see this going, I guess? Cuz like the YouTubers you've worked for, they've been around for a long time. And like they've built a huge audience and I don't it's not like it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. It's going to it seems like they're going to still consistently push out stuff. Yeah, a lot of them uh get funding through like Patreon or now yeah. they do like merch. Um, so that's where they get most of their funding. So if you if there's YouTubers you like, like try to get 
like buy stuff from them so you can get like more stuff um from them but um yeah i i think i have friends that have worked with meat canyon for for years now and that's like their main gig wow. so i think it, it's definitely possible to do this uh like long term uh the same way as actual like tv animation i guess another question i have is like um for a long-term career like you want to like make strides in your profession in like terms of like your skill level uh and like the projects you work on and also your income is there a lot of opportunity to do that in youtube animation like if you're animating for like um like no xp for the next 10 years like like how do i say this your your skill level would probably reach the maximum of what that show needs versus like i don't know if you're working at a big studio and they have multiple shows you can work your way up to like supervisor director uh different style shows i don't know like talk me through <laughs> the opportunity like with youtube animation there i uh i guess it's really up to um whoever's in charge yeah um for the most part in my experience like if you just tell them like i, I want to dabble in like storyboards or i want to dabble in like directing okay um they'll try their best to like get you into that position um especially if you like want to transition into like uh more like tv projects like i think that's a good place to get your experience with these smaller projects and then move on um but exclusively with the youtube stuff yeah i think there's a lot of a lot of room to like move around and even like pitch ideas and end up doing like your own short under the name of like these these people okay that makes a lot of sense because like mm -hmm. it's a much smaller and more agile uh like studio where you can have a bigger impact mm -hmm. got you what about like uh i don't know if you feel comfortable answering this but like what about the pay uh difference like overall of like you know what you see in studio like tv or film studio life versus like youtube youtube life um it definitely i feel like i'm doing more freelance um like more work overall because i'm like pulling from all these different projects yeah um to to pay my bills and stuff whereas tv usually you're on like one thing for like however long um and then you kind of like sit on those funds for a while so i'm not sure exactly how it balances out yeah um but uh yeah in my experience youtube it, doesn't pay as much but the work is also not as intense if that makes sense okay that makes sense um the other maybe the last question on the youtube thing since you're jumping around to different shows all the time do they all have like different programs that they use i'm assuming like so have you mastered like tv paint and like toon boom and i don't know like uh, after effects and uh etc i I never got into TV paint. I tried it in school and it was like pulling teeth for me. It was, oh, no. it was awful. I couldn't get into it. And it sucks because people make such awesome stuff with it. Like it's so like painterly and all the brushes and everything. Um, but I couldn't get into it. Um, for the most part, um, it's been like Flash for hmm. Animate, I guess. Like a lot of Adobe stuff. Yeah. Um, which is convenient because that's what I do for my own stuff. I do like Animate to After Effects to Premiere. Um, so like everything with Jellybox has been, I think it's all been animate. Yeah. Um, and then for cast, I usually just do storyboards in, in animate. Um, but I, 
I would imagine I can use like Toon Boom or whatever else I want for storyboard specifically. Um, and there are some people at Jellybox who have like proposed shifting into Toon Boom as well because Animate is a awful program. <laughs> oh no! Okay, it's you. just what we all know best, so it it works out. How how easy? So like going forward, like where do you want your career to progress when it comes to like animation? Because like you mentioned, you want to do more in person stuff, so that means like. Are you are you like actively trying to look for something in in person, which would mean like, I don't know, working for a, a network or a studio in L.A.? Yeah, I have been. Um, I've been trying to do more storyboards than than animating, mostly because like. Uh, I, I just like that medium more. I like telling stories more than actually like making the things move. That's just more fun for me. I like sitting there and like thinking of characters and like situations. Um, so I've been trying to find more storyboard work with like studios, um, mostly to get like a union job and yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I I can't imagine stopping the YouTube stuff. I think I'd probably still be doing that on the side. Makes sense. Because it, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. And you could probably just pick up a couple scenes here and there without like major commitment. Yeah. How, okay. So you're you're literally in L.A. where everybody is. You have a bunch of experience, uh, you know, storyboarding, animating. How how competitive is it to get like the studio job of your dreams that you want to get? Uh, very because we're we're coming off of like a weird time in animation, uh, where so many like seasoned veterans don't have jobs. Yeah. Um. So oh, there's wow. there's kind of like a how would you describe it? It's like um. There's like a buffer of like all these people that are probably going to be like first come first serve with these jobs you have to wait for them to get hired first yeah and and yeah. not every studio is committed and to like they're hiring scraping the barrel <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it feels like because i oh no maybe maybe i'm just a, a pessimist about it i mean no um, that makes that makes total sense because um, even when there were all these layoffs like these people were rolling off of jobs and then picking up the freelance so for a while even like freelance was hard to get dang so like how do you mitigate this? Like, how do you push yourself a, a, above? Like, you know, how do you compete with these senior people that are now looking for jobs or like even the people at your level that are, have the same experience as you? Like, like, what do you do to like really stand out? Is it is it just, you know, connections and get those people to vouch for you? Or like, are you actively trying to like improve your storyboards on the side every day so your portfolio looks killer? Yeah, kind of a mix of, of both both those things. Moving out here, um, I, I underestimated how much it just puts you like in the middle of everything and the people you meet. Hmm. And odds are, if if you meet someone and you're like not evil, like I said earlier, they want to they want to help you out. Um, so I think a lot of it is just like meeting the right people and not being a jerk, and then also having like the like showing that you're working toward that thing and then yeah. also like putting out that work for everyone to see um, is probably what gives you that edge over other people. So like I'm an animator in Toronto and if I didn't go to like the conferences or the film screenings, like I wouldn't meet anybody, I guess. Like we're not just like, <laughs> like walking down this, actually it's not true. I walked down the street and met other animators that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually how I got this last job that I've been on. Wow, <laughs> it was a coincidence. Um, our dogs met in the park, and we're like, "Oh, what do you do?" Oh, now I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
how are you meeting people in like a like a because like also networking is gross you know like hi my name is austin and i'm looking for work can you provide that for like how is this happening yeah. how are you meeting people how are you being in the middle of things are you like actively looking for like screenings and like meetups and, and like i don't know are you are you walking around town with a big sign on your face um most of the people that i've met out here so far I knew just from like posting on the internet and we've been like long time mutuals. Um, oh. And sometimes so, it's just so like, like you, you, I don't know, you follow each other on like Twitter and then you move to LA and you're like, Hey, Hey, nameless faceless person that I've been chatting with. Want to grab a coffee? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a, one artist I reached out to a couple of months ago, wizard of barge. Have you heard of him before? Maybe I'll look him up while you, while you tell me about him um i i saw he was like doing animated stuff on instagram so i emailed him and i was like hey do you want to do more animations i'd love to work with you oh yes i know this person they do all those little goblin those little goblin people yeah yeah, yeah. and i i was such a fan of his stuff i i just like like i said earlier i, I had to shoot my shot and uh turns out he lives a couple blocks from me and, and i i just been doing stuff with him like it, it's crazy wow that is crazy what so, so like you mean doing stuff like like it turned into like a paid opportunity is that what you're saying yeah wow that's crazy that's that's i mean great <laughs> <laughs> good have you had any like networking gone bad experiences because you say like as long as you're not an evil person have you seen that happen have you been an evil person and then like found out no, I think I have like such an awful paranoia of coming off that way. Like usually mm -hmm. when I talk to these people, I forget to even mention that I do this kind of stuff because I'm just like it's so like, oh, interested. That was, a nice, that was a nice, such a nice chat. <laughs> yeah. And and part of it is like you move out here, you don't have any friends. So most of the time I've just been trying to make friends with like, uh, like mutual interests. And they also work in animation. Um. I forget what I was saying again. <laughs> but like, I don't know, like skateboarding or something or like, uh, like. Yeah, like uh, skateboarding is a good example. A lot of the time when I meet these people, they skateboard and I've skateboarded like on and off for like years. So that's like another thing. Uh, magic the Gathering. I'm way into magic. And it turns out a lot of animators are into magic. Um, so that's that's fun, too. There was one time we, we first moved out here and we were getting plants at just like this plant shop down the street. And we were telling the cashier, like, hey, we just moved here and just like having a casual conversation about it. Um, and somehow it came up that I worked in animation and she was like, oh, I used to work at Warner Bros. Give me your portfolio and I'll send it to a director. Of course. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course. It's just crazy stuff like that happens so frequently. And I, I never expected it would happen to that extent before moving so, on here. OK, so like Toronto is a very like... Um non-personal city like people don't talk to each other people don't talk to like the shop keep or like i don't know i've lived i've lived where i am for five years and like i mean i know my grocery store pa patrons cashiers but that's like it <laughs> like people don't really talk much is la different like it sounds like it's very like warm and everybody's like hey what are you doing blah 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 i think for the most part people keep to themselves like they're very like uh, they got the blinders on. They have their AirPods staring at their phone. Like, it's not as warm as I, I might make it sound. But when you meet these people, 
I think that's what makes it so like fun and like special because you just like find these people like hidden away and they're like, hey, I do what you do. Um, and it's, it's kind of easy to spot those people too when you see them walking around. I think animators tend to dress a certain way. Oh no! What is the dress <laughs> of an animator? Just like like colorful. We're cool both stuff. wearing hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> and like tattoos, a lot of them have tattoos. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of them have tattoos. I, I'll have to get some more tattoos before I come out to LA and say hi. Actually, when well, it says animator on your forehead, yeah, I've been meaning to come to LA for a while. Like basically, half the people I have on this podcast live in LA, and I've always been like, if I ever go to LA, I'm just gonna book like I'm just gonna say hi, I'm here, and just go around and say hi to everybody. And I don't know what's stopping me. That's how you do it. Yeah. Actually, my dog is from originally from uh, California, where he was found on the street and then shipped up to cold ass Canada. So I know him and he would he would probably love it. That's awesome. Memories of his early days. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So getting back to like, um, you know, why you're in L.A., why you're an animator, etc. You mentioned you were doing comics. You want to do your own animation like you haven't. Are you still you're you I guess you're not doing that like crazy anymore. Like, is that something that you still want to like do with ambition, like create your own thing? Or was it more just a uh, an avenue to get hired into the industry? Yeah, I um, that's another like downside to freelance is um, I just don't have as much time to do my own stuff anymore. I would love to. I want to get on like TikTok and all that and just make like simple little shorts. And uh, I have the ideas for them. It's just a matter of actually doing them. But I've also been trying to dabble in like toy making and stuff. I've oh. always loved like action figures and like plush toys. And I want to like design those and like sell them on Etsy or whatever. Just make Ooh. my own like toy line almost. Well, just do that right now. I don't know what's stopping you. Yeah. Freelance <laughs> work. Actually, I wanted to ask you, you made you made a post like uh, I think it was like last January that you were looking for work and like it was this cute little animated gif i think it's still i think it's like still the first thing i'm um, just one on your instagram still the first thing i wanted to ask you like somebody who's got a lot of experience how effective was that in in getting you like immediate work like i've seen other people i've seen other people do, do like the looking for work thing um i haven't tried it myself but i'm just curious like what was the immediate like impact that that had I don't remember if it led to anything directly, but for whatever reason, that kind of got a lot of like views. Like I think it hit like 800 likes or something on, on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot of followers from it that were like higher ups in animation. Like, um, Oh, one of the creators of big city green saw it. And I think he retweeted it. Maybe. I don't remember, but that was like crazy for me. And then a lot of artists that I've just like followed for a long time, followed me back through it um so i don't i've made plenty of those in the past i don't know what was so different about that one but people uh, like were it. they always like animated maybe the timing is right because it was like kind of during the downturn of like work last year yeah it was like a, so like everybody was like in this supporting each other mode maybe that would make sense yeah and i think i might have posted it on portfolio day hmm. which is like a monthly thing right um so maybe that might have helped too but yeah did you because <clears throat> did you have any like uh like how do i say embarrassment of posting something like that like that kind of like looking for work post yeah like hey guys i'm out of work and i'm looking for work because that's something in my mind like part of my ego would not want to like publicize that 
Like I've never posted something like that. And like, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with it. And like, I've liked and shared other people's stuff and like suggested things for them. But like, for me, like, I don't know why part of my ego is just like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> You'll be embarrassed. <laughs> It does feel like I'm kind of sitting there with like a like a coffee mug asking for change sometimes. Yeah. But um, I, I think, unfortunately, it's like a necessary part of that line of work. Like you got to put yourself in the like present yourself in that way. Um, and there's like wording you can use, like available for work or available to like opportunities or something that sounds a little less uh, like a hit to the the ego. Yeah, I've I've heard of some people like. They know that their job is coming to an end in, in like, I don't know, two months. And mm. they'll start posting and be like, uh, I'm available at this time. And I guess that seems a little bit more like I'm in demand. <laughs> yeah, like get ready. Get ready. <laughs> who's who's going to take me? Um, okay, okay, cool. Okay, so uh, currently working on, on YouTube stuff, trying to get into the studio scene. Also want to make toys. Have you hit... Have you like, okay, so you like lived here for a year, you've gone through school, worked on some cool things. Is this, have you hit like the spot? Is this like, you know, Austin has found his, his calling through all this. This is it. Um, to an extent. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of people like when animation took that big hit with like all the layoffs, people were finding like different, like creative avenues to like, still like fulfill that kind of creative like drive like different jobs that felt the same way um okay. and i think about that a lot like what else could i be doing if this doesn't work out and i i don't know if there's anything else i'd, I'd rather be doing but in moving the to la world huh in the entire world because <laughs> yeah. i worked like such awful jobs in the past like what all, oh man i was at a, a car parts warehouse for a little over a year before I went to school that kind of like made me go to college I was like this is awful I need to figure something else out oh my gosh uh worked a lot of retail and it, it, it all just like exhausted me in the ways it's like hard to explain <clears throat> but um yeah I I love it out here I think it like it's one of those choices I've made in my life where like it, it just feels like the right thing to do that's awesome that's awesome that's really cool so like you know it, say you get the studio job, you're still in LA, uh, you're working on the cool things. Like what's, what's left, I guess. Like, what do you, what, like, I guess what I'm asking is like, is there something big that you hope to accomplish in your career on this path? I would really just like to work on like a long-term TV show. Um, something like Adventure Time is like my my ideal like situation like a, a very creative long-running tv show yeah right um but being out here we're so close to like the jim henson studios and all that which like i love that's like such a major part of like my creative like uh inspiration is like jim henson stuff hmm. so i've been i've been trying to figure out a way to like do something with them and like some extent i don't know what that means but I think that'd be pretty cool. That's like a bucket list kind of thing. Yeah, it makes sense that you're so close to so many things because like you'd hear about it so much faster than like, say if I say if I want to like work on something, I'd have to wait for an online posting or like, which is if they're posting online, that means they couldn't, they, like they've already done the rounds essentially of like everybody they know in their network, I guess, unless they have a policy. 
So it makes sense that you're so much closer to these things because you'll hear it first. You'll like know the people that are working on these things, et cetera, et cetera. Like, interesting. Because um, I guess there is like, for me, there is like a lot of benefits from like, I can work for any studio anywhere. But I also am like in competition with all the people that are like in the local first. Um, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Cool. Well, um, you know, we've chatted about a lot of stuff. <laughs> How you got there, what you're doing, YouTube versus versus non-YouTube animation. I think it's really cool that you've worked with like some of these because like like Cass's stuff, it's huge. Like people who are like it's so uh mass appealing, like people who don't even watch like I don't know, YouTube stuff are sharing it on like like Facebook, which is crazy to me. You wouldn't yeah. share Gene stuff on Facebook, I don't think. Like like boomers don't share that stuff, but they share the the like cast stuff or yeah it, watch it, this lion king cartoon i spit yeah, it the up. Lion, exactly <laughs> like that's so cool that you're working on this stuff and like it's it's also like very high quality in my opinion like the the animation and production values are anyways it's just really cool so i was i was just curious to hear about that is there anything else that you, you we didn't chat about that you wanted to still touch on i'm not i don't think so not off the top of my head um yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, we don't we don't have to keep chatting. <laughs> we can wrap it up. So right. awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on the chat. It's been it's been great to meet you after following you for like all these years. Pre-podcast. Yeah. Pre Thanks for cool. and it's giving me my first podcast experience. This is, is so different to me. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm happy to give you your first podcast experience. Maybe it's one of one of many in the future now. So anyways, I uh, appreciate you coming on. And if uh, you're listening, you want to reach out to Austin or follow him or check out his work. I'm going to include his Instagram, which is Austin Pettit. Did I say it right? Pettit. Pettit. Austin Pettit. <laughs> Austin Pettit. Uh, and as well as his website, which is austinpettitart.com. And those will be in the description of this podcast. And that's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Willem Mando and the graphics by Luhan Wang. I encourage you to look them up if you've enjoyed their work.